let's let's say it together. Come on, it's on the screens. Please say it out with a good voice of faith today. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Are you in? All right, let's grow. God bless you. You can have a seat. While you're having a seat today, uh, I just want to, I just want to move into this third message of this series on, uh, on the, just the blessing of God and, and how he wants to work in our lives. How relationship equals response. You know, God, God cares about you intimately and deeply. He does. In fact, it was kind of cool because the other day, uh, it was actually not the other day, it was yesterday, yesterday evening, I was at the gym and, and uh, <clears throat> I go to the gym to, to keep myself, you know, I, I, it's an easier place to do all the exercises my physical therapist has me doing and plus it's, uh, it's a great place just to move around and, and they have these luxury showers that have the little bars, you know, that you can kind of like, uh, yeah, like, woohoo, I love handicapped showers. So, so I, it, so I was there at the gym and, and it had, uh, had just finished with, with my exercise time and shower and it's changing and, and it was in the locker room and, and then this, this guy comes in and goes, hey, how you doing? And, and people like talking to me because they think I'm, I'm like, it's like, okay, you're, you're like a cyborg something here, you know, what's, what's on you? What's, what's the deal? So people ask me questions. So this guy asked me the story and, and so I told him and, and he, he said, well, he said, well, what's your name? I said, Tim. And he told me his name and it's like, okay, great. We're, we're buddies now. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's the way this guy's like, oh, hey, got your name. Okay, we're, we're friends now. And so, so we, we were just we were just chatting a little bit about this and he said well what does your doctor say about what your recovery is going to be I said well actually my physical therapist told me last uh, last week that I should expect to be back to normal by Christmas next year and and uh, he said well, that's not going to happen I kind of looked at him and said well, actually, I agree with you on that. And he, 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 I said, what do you mean that's not going to happen? He said, he goes, oh, you're going to recover a lot quicker than that. I was like, yeah, okay, good. And, you know, because he's proud of me for being at the gym or something. I don't know. And, and so, so th- then, he, then he, says, he said, well, it's not going to happen because cause God's going God's to just boost you there. And I went, oh, okay, this is, this, is not, this is not getting weird. This is getting cool here. here. And so so uh, I said, yeah. I said, I, I believe that. I believe that firmly. And... Uh, and he, uh, he said, well, can I pray for you? I'm like, uh, okay, well, um, first of all, I want to make sure he's praying to, you know, Jesus, the, the, you know, the guy. I didn't want him praying for, like, the, the God Epsilon or whatever. But, but he, he, he said, well, you prayed to Jesus? He said, yes, yes, absolutely. He goes, can I lay hands on you? I was like, yeah, yeah. So he lays hands on my knee. He's praying for me out loud in the locker room in the name of Jesus. I mean, just... Like not, I'm not a whisper prayer, but he's praying out loud. And and like guys were, were coming into that area of the locker room, but you know they, they would kind of like walk over there and walk right back out. Like okay, we don't, we're not going over there. We're not going in there at all. And and it was it was funny. He prayed for me. He was done. I was just so happy and grateful. And and, and you know it was it's funny because then on my way out, guys just kind of kept wanting to look and see who this weird person was. But God sent the guy and uh, just said, you know, I'd ask him where are you from. He said, well, I'm from Houston. And but God sent me here to pray for you. 
I don't know what all that means, but I just receive it. Do you see what I'm saying? And God puts things in your path just to encourage you at that moment. If you're watching, because God has a lot of things out there just to nudge you, to help you, and to encourage you. Thank you, man. Thank you, guys. I want you to open your Bibles to Matthew chapter number two. Continuing with the story of the Magi, which are the wise men that were in this passionate pursuit of their newborn King Jesus. Uh, they had what I call the heart of a seeker because they were willing to travel. They were willing to give up. They were willing to give away so that they could passionately pursue what was genuine and, and lasting and what was authentic. And that was Jesus. They were on this pursuit of Jesus. Matthew chapter two tells us the story of the Magi. A couple of little excerpts from it and it begins this way. It says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and we have come to do what? Worship him. That's the key word. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. Now, I want to tell you what that word means. Overjoyed means that they had this humongous, exaggerated, massive joy. Their, their prayers were answered. What they were seeking was fulfilled. Uh, and, and it caused them to give with insane joy, with no, no complaints or anything like that. I mean, joy inspired them to worship. Joy inspired them to give. Because let's look on. It says, because then on coming to the house, they saw the child and his mother Mary. And they bowed down and did what? Worship. Here we go. This is all about worship. <coughs> and then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So they gave their treasure as gifts, which was part of their worship. See, they released what they had. And the truth is, they were actually overjoyed to do so. In this series, Relationship Equals Response, which is the name of the series, uh, we've talked about different modes of worship or ways of worship. One is lifting our hands, another is pouring out our hearts. Today I'm talking about releasing and giving. Next Sunday in the online service, I'll be talking about kneeling. But, but today, I, 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 I want to talk about this thing of releasing because I love to give to God. Giving is always an act of worship for me. Uh, releasing is, is when I give up of whatever's in my hands. And, and the truth is, it's one of the most joy-filled actions that I can do. And I'm going to talk a lot about that today from a very personal angle. Um, giving and releasing is extra powerful, though, when it happens within a love relationship. When you give and release to someone you love, that makes your giving extra joyful, which brings me to Jesus, the one that I love the most. I, I release, I give to Jesus because I have relationship with him, and that simply brings me joy, just like the Magi. Now, follow with me because there is this, there is this, Issue with a lot of people. A lot of people say they know Jesus, and some do know Jesus. They have facts about him, and and but that's about it. They really just know about Jesus. They can quote scriptures about him, about him. But a huge test to the quality of a relationship, or or even I would say the reality of relationship above just knowing, having data and information about him, is whether or not a person releases to Jesus. Because some know about Jesus, but some also have relationship with Jesus. And that's where I am. That's where I want you to be. That's where I want all of us to be. And I want us to grow in that area. Because I believe one of the most significant acts of worship is actually the act of giving and releasing. It's part of relationship. 
And that's my challenge in this series is to choose relationship with Jesus over knowledge about Jesus. I'm, I'm asking you to move, move from your head to your heart. Move from your thoughts to your emotions. Move from your intellect to your passion. I'm not about checking your brains at the door. No, 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 no. I'm not about that. But, but, but I, I know that we must move beyond information and data, what's in our head, to our hearts. And healthy relationships always do this, whether it's your spouse or a significant other or whether it's with Jesus. It's the same. Because authentic relationships demand a response from us. Today I'm challenging you to respond to what Jesus has already done for you and release to him. Because one of the ways we respond to Jesus is by releasing. Now, I have a, a couple of chihuahuas. And, and one of these days, I'm going to bring them here, and you're going to get to meet my chihuahuas. You're going to meet Peanut and Buttercup. You really need to. If you've never been to the house and seen them yet, you know, you need to. Because they're, they're very happy. They will love every one of you, and they, they, they won't pee on you or anything like that. I mean, they'll just, just be happy. I promise you, they're really good dogs. And, and, and I, I love the dogs. I, they're, they're nice dogs. Um, but it's funny, because as I go to the stores, I happen to notice all the dog Christmas stuff. Have you ever noticed that? And you, like the whole aisles for dog, dog Christmas things and 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 uh, and you know that's all fine and good and there's no shame on you if you get your dogs or your cats or your you know skunks presents I don't know whatever you have my dogs will probably get a little special bone with with like little red stripes on it for Christmas yeah but the truth is that's all just really 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 that's kind of weird isn't it it is it's weird because think about it that dog which will probably only exist 10 to 20% of your life is being showered with gifts. Why? Because you have relationship with it. Like, well, I don't have a relationship. These you do. You, you wouldn't do that for the neighbor dog. In fact, you know this. Everyone loathes their neighbor dog. Nobody likes the neighbor dog, but you love your own. Are you going to get gifts for the neighbor dog? You know you're not. And don't go and get a gift just to prove me wrong. Come on, you know that. In fact, this year, Americans are expected to spend 40 b b billion dollars. Not 40, sorry. That was the 60 billion dollars. 40 was actually 19, uh, 2008. 60 billion dollars on the pets this year. That's what the B, that's a whole lot of money. In fact, I, this is fact, that during, the, during the recent economic downturn, which is known as the Great Recession, uh, spending, and you know, really in every area, it, it suffered greatly, but in one particular area, it didn't suffer. Do you realize that was with pet supplies and pet care and pet gifts? Actually, spending on pets rose during the Great Recession, while giving to Christian ministry dropped by about 20%. Now, I'm, I'm just telling you guys, that is misguided relationships. That's just, again, that's, like, that's just weird. I'm not going to do that at my house. I mean, I like my pets. Like. Like is the key word. Like my pets. So today, I'm just simply asking you to follow the example of Christ. And the example of Christ is this, is that love gives. Jesus gave, so we give. God sets the bar. He does it out of love, and out of love, he gives to us. See, he already initiated the relationship, just like I shared just a few moments ago. And whether or not you've responded to that, the truth is, he gives, and he is awaiting your response. And that, my friend, is crazy amazing love. It's put this way by Paul. He says this to the Romans. He says, God demonstrates his own love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In fact, he died for you while you were sinning, before you were even born. Now, that's, that's, that's an extreme way to give. Extreme. 
But see, this love action of God, through this, we, we actually see that God is really all about giving, even before you've done anything to earn what he's going to give to you. That's huge. It's basically this principle. Love. God is love. You know that. Love gives. Jesus gave, so we give. We model our lives after him. And we have relationship with him. Relationship equals response. And I believe it's really especially powerful this time of year. I want you to turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter number 3. I want you to look at this very, very powerful uh, portion of Scripture that I love dearly. And it's all about the power of releasing. Because releasing can actually work miracles in your life. It really can. And, and releasing becomes a seed for what God desires to do off in your future. Now, the truth is, every one of us tend to be control freaks. Any other control freaks in the room? It's like, okay, you don't want to admit it, but it's true. We're all, we're all that way to some degree. Years ago, my therapist asked me to read a book called Control Freak, and I got through the end of it, and I said, then everybody's a control freak. If you're a hard therapist, you probably assign that to people. And I, I, I said, everybody's a control freak. She said, yeah, that's the point. I'm like, good. <laughs> all right. But, but, but uh, the, the truth is, is that we're all like that. We, we, we feel secure when we're in control. But unfortunately, that is a path to slow self-strangulation. Because control is all about pointing to yourself. Release is about love toward God and others. For me, I, I've, I've always been a tither. I, I've always returned to God at least 10% of, of my earnings. And ever since I was a child, I, I would take that small amount that I was given as, as, a, uh, as, as, a, as an allowance and I would give back to the Lord. And, and I've, uh, my mom, I remember the first time she gave me that first quarter, she goes, here's your allowance. I mean, 25 cents, that was a big, big deal to I mean, that's like $20,000 in today's economy, you know, as old as I am. But, but, but she gave me that first quarter and, and she goes again, now remember, 10% of that belongs to God. Like, well, how do you figure out 10%? I don't know. I'm six years old. I don't know any of this. Well, 10% belongs to God. Okay, let's do some math. And, and then I figured it out. Well, how do I break this? How do I get 10% of this off? And she goes, oh, you, gotta, you actually have to get some change. So I cashed it back in for, for uh, you know, change and, and, and then realizing I needed some pennies. And then I figured out, okay, I got three pennies. But wait a minute, that's more than 10%. Yeah, okay, good. You're going to give the three to God. That was actually how I started. I'll never forget. Parents, you should do that with your kids. It's still in my head. And, and since that day, sitting in the living room of my house in Cheney, Washington, I've tithed in the good times and in the bad times. Not only tithing, but giving above and beyond my tithe. In fact, I believe that tithing and even giving above your tithe is one of the greatest ways to literally declare your trust in God. Because it's not yours, it's His. And it will break your tendency to be a control freak. Yeah, control it all. See, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 says this. I want you to look at the scriptures. Here it says, says this. It says, trust in the Lord. See that first word, trust? That's it. That's the key word right there. Trust in the Lord, not in yourself, all right? Trust in the Lord with all your what? Heart. You know what that means? That means your emotions. That means your passion. That means everything that, that's inside of you. And lean not on your own understanding. That's the intellect part. So what he's saying is, trust God with everything that's within you, with your passion, and quit trying to lean on your mind that's trying to control everything. That's what that says. That's, he, he's setting the tone here. 
He says, in all your ways, submit to him. Now, I won't look at that word way. That, that word way literally means paths. That means roads. It means highways. It means avenues. So every time you, you take a new avenue, every time you are walking down a path, every time you're going a new direction, just submit to him. Hey, I'm taking this new step. I'm going to submit to you. I'm starting this new job. I submit to you. I'm taking this new direction. I'm starting this new habit. I'm starting this new initiative. I, 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 I have a new family member coming in. I'm getting married. I submit to you. And it says, and he will keep your paths or your ways straight. He keeps things straight when we submit to him. So it's submission, not control, you see? So he's setting it up this way. Now, take a look at it. He says, so don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Shun evil. Psalm 1. <laughs> and this will, look at this, this will bring health to your body, nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord. That's, that, that means worship. You honor and worship the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. So there's benefit actually there for us. And that's huge. This is, this is ancient wisdom literature from the scriptures that's in the Bible. And, and, and it's clear here that wisdom, you want to be wise? Then look at this. Wisdom has a lot to do with letting go of your control and to give and to release. In fact, the scriptures tell us that releasing even brings us physical health and provision. Physical health and provision. In fact, why in the world would I choose to be stingy and to cling to what I have? Because the truth is, I desire health and I desire provision and I desire that straight road, that straight path for my future. I've never really shared the details of this openly because it, you know, it's personal and, and it's, but it's at a point now where it's far enough behind where I, I think it's important to share with you guys. But seven years ago, at this time, uh, some of you do know this part of the story. My family and I, we, we uh, made the decision to resign a large church that we pastored in the state of Missouri. And we took a huge, I'm telling you, it was a huge faith step to return home back here to the Metroplex to, we, we knew God had said, it was, it was very clear, launch a new ministry, but we didn't really know exactly what God had in mind. We just knew it had to do with a city and the heart of a city, and, and that was it. That's all we knew. We left the I'm just telling you, we left the security of pastoring a large church. Guys, there's a lot of security in that. That was for me. I mean, and another thing we left was influence. Um, we, have, we left the influence of a television ministry. We left the influence of a huge outreach where we, where we served hungry people in the community and, and it was on a massive scale. Uh, we, we left the influence of, of me having incredible favor with the mayor's office. You realize, I mean, I actually was, was commissioned by the mayor to craft public prayers for the city. And, and I was the person who chose who every person who was actually going to pray and bring invocations to our city every time. I'm I'm the person who ordered that, designed the prayers, and decided who was going to pray. I mean, guys, that's, that's incredible, even spiritual influence in the city. We, we, we left the influence of having two campuses. We left the influence of a 24-7 prayer room, and we walked away from a nice house, a healthy salary. I, I walked away from a board of regents position that would have provided my sons with free education at, a, at private Christian universities as long as I stayed on the board of regents. And we came home. Because we felt God was saying at that time, release what you have so you can embrace the second half of your life and have something wonderful for you. 
And again, it was just build a ministry in the heart of a large city. That was it. At this point, we moved down here and, and we, we lived literally, literally, my sons and wife can attest to this. Um, we, we literally lived in an old shack, old, old shack in the woods for three years. Moving back here where our pets were consumed by wild animals constantly. <laughs> we, we numbered our pets. We didn't even name them anymore. I'm totally serious about that. Uh, the salary had ended. My Missouri house wouldn't sell. Foreclosure was in process. Bills were piling up. I watched my car be towed off. Bank accounts, bank accounts were dwindling rapidly. That wasn't what I had planned. And I'm saying, God, what's the deal? I thought I was obeying you. But here's the part that I've not shared publicly before. One day, it's now seven years ago, I was sitting in the balcony of a big suburban church here in the area where I had served for all my early years of ministry, a total of about 15 years. And at that time, Rebecca and I, on behalf of our family, we accepted a challenge to give and to release. And um, I remember sitting next to Rebecca and that night, I made the choice to give $1,000 offering that day and then follow it up with another $500 offering the next week. Yeah, we had it, but we didn't have it. You know what I'm saying? And we were crying. We, we, were, we were just crying. I remember looking at her eyes and tears were filling her eyes. And, and she, she was just saying, yes, yes, yes. It wasn't like crying of sorrow. It was actually crying of joy. At Christmas... Um, from just the vantage point of the onlooker was pathetic on our end. We didn't have much to give to each other. In fact, I'll never forget the, the Christmas tree that we had. We, we, we had this annoying little pesky $15, uh, 90% off Christmas tree that we got like literally three days before Christmas and set it up. It was about three feet tall and, and set it up and got some gifts and put them in bags and that was it. It was just because, again, the stuff wasn't the priority. What we chose to do is, is we released that offering as a seed. And that was a special time for us. That was something that we knew we were supposed to do. And we planted that seed in rich soil. That, that soil was rich. And I, I know it was rich, and it still is rich. But, but, but it was seed because we were believing that the best was yet to come. Even though it made no sense. We didn't lean on our own understanding. It didn't make any sense to do so. And that seed has created now fruit today. That fruit's right here. In fact, this ministry is not just a church called City Life Center, and this is significant because it's the core of who we are. But this is actually a ministry at this point now that leads citywide ministry in America's 16th largest city. Our influence is far, far beyond my ability to even comprehend, considering the scale. Uh, most of you know I'm honored to chair Compassion Fort Worth through our mayor's office. And last week I, I opened up registration for organizations to be a part of Fort Worth's first thing called the Mayor's Week of Compassionate Service. That was just something that popped <laughs> into my brain. I just got an idea this summer, talked to the mayor about it, and she loved it and we started working on it. And we're going to do this thing in January called the Mayor's Week of Compassionate Service. And, and I'm excited about it. We started opening up for organizations to start registering and putting it out there this week. 
and and it's it's moving forward. I'm just like, wow. If it, the truth, this is the truth. If it wasn't for city like that, none of that would be happening. And it's because of what God is doing here. Understand that those organizations are already signing up, and 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 compassion projects are being put together for January. Uh, just after opening up the registration, here's the just a short list of people who've already confirmed and are set up, and they've gone through the process. Um, just, just a quick, just a quick run through of some organizations: Harmony Missionary Baptist Church, Young Men's Service League, Trailblazer Chapter, Trinity Habitat for Humanity, Project Forty Four, Hope Center for Autism, International Renowned Beauty Academy, <laughs> Charitable Crusaders, Adrian Garza, and the Mix Vibe Band. That sounds cool. Ridgely Christian Church, Feeding Children Everywhere, Meals on Wheels of Tarrant County, Teak Tree Capital Management, Bank of America, Reading Partners of North Texas, Little Golden Early Learning Center, Tarrant County National Alliance on Mental Illness, Arlington Heights United Methodist Church, Senior Citizen Services, United Way of Tarrant County, University of North Texas Health Science Center, Center for Transforming Lives, and I know of about 50 other organizations who have said yes, they just are still putting together the details. And that's just what I know of, not including the other things that are brewing out there. In anticipation of this, I asked Mayor Betsy Price to sit down and, and shoot a video just so that she could talk a little bit about compassion to help inspire people toward that. And because of city life, this stuff happens. You know, you know he, he, a year ago, a year when the mayor, ago when the mayor asked, asked me, me, will you help, will you help me make Fort Worth the most compassionate city in America? I'm just going to start moving, start on, moving it. on it. And because and of because city, of life, city again, life again, we're we're that, the truth is, truth is, it really, it goes, really back. goes back. Here, here, I believe, I believe this. Whether you believe it or not, I don't know. I know. I know. Here's what I believe. I believe, I believe that, that my family's sacrificial seed gift, gift, gift seven years, seven years ago, ago is that the roots of what God is doing for today. Because we gave it as seed. Here was what we prayed when we gave those offerings. That God would raise up a potent ministry. That would surpass, that would surpass everything, everything we've, we've ever done, done in the past. That would, that would, that would just that would cause it to pale, pale in comparison. I'm telling you guys, it's beginning, it's beginning to happen. happen. And it's, and really, it's really just only just begun. begun. It's just it's begun. begun. See, we, we knew this. God, God will never, will never let, us let us down. And we love we God love and we love His Word. Because the Lord gives, love gives, Jesus gives, we give. It's simply following His pattern. And we do it with joy. Rebecca and, Rebecca I, and I, I, we did it. We did it with tears of joy. It's kind of like, kind of like this. This when they saw, when they the, saw star, the star, they were they overjoyed, were overjoyed and, they and they bowed out and worshipped. And they and brought, they their, brought treasures their treasures and they gave, gave them, them to Jesus. The truth is, though, it's even so much more than financial giving. We need to we give, need to give all ourselves. Of ourselves. We need to live, live with this, with this attitude that everything we are. Belongs, belongs to God. To God. It's, it's, um, um, it's so much, it's so much easier, easier to give our finances when we just belong to God 100%. 100%. So I just, so I just said, said, declare, my, life, my life belongs to God. My family belongs to God. My coming and my going belongs to God. God. Paul puts Paul it this way. He said, I urge you, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, in view of what God's already done for you, take a look at this. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This, this is, is your, your true, true and, proper and proper worship. worship. So maybe you should maybe just you should start, start by giving, by giving all, all yourself, yourself to Jesus. Jesus. He did for you. He did for you. Love gives. Love gives. Jesus, Jesus gave. gave. So, we give. so we give. 